All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Just a Girl from Cleveland. We are coming in here with episode 52. Um, I hope everyone is enjoying the summer so far, enjoying the nice weather. I know that I am definitely enjoying it, living out uh, the couple warm summer months that we get here in Cleveland, Ohio. Very exciting. Um, Let's see what else is going on. Today, I have been very invested in the Free Britney movement. I don't know if any of you have been following this closely, but um, Britney Spears has been in this conservatorship for the last 13 years where her father can basically control everything she does, and she spoke in a court hearing for the first time today about it, and I am just deeply invested in every single word she is saying. Uh, it, it's it's really sad, actually, how much she's being controlled in this conservatorship, so I have been watching all of that. So free Britney. If you're not engaged in the movement, get involved. We're, I don't know what we do. We just like say free Britney and, and tweet about how we should free Britney. And I think that's all you have to do to be a part of the movement. But um, that's been interesting. I know I talk mostly sports on here, but big, big pop culture fan as well. So I've been, been invested in that. Um, but I do have a couple of topics to get into today. Nothing too crazy. Um, some deeper topics, I would say, than usual. Not as much light, fluffy stuff, but uh, looking forward to getting into it. Um, I want to start off by ta- talking about um, Carl Nassib. So, unless you're living under a rock, which I feel like I say that before every big news story, Because I'd just be shocked if people don't hear the big news stories and aren't following every single headline like I do. Um, But this one's pretty big, I would say, uh, compared to most of the the headlines that pop up that I talk about. But um, if you haven't already heard, Carl Nassib became the first active player in the NFL to be openly gay. Um, Carl played for the Browns for a short time, and you might recognize him from Hard Knocks from a few years back. If you watched um, Hard Knocks, he was the one giving some random financial advice to the team. There's some funny clips of that. Um, And he is now in a three-year deal, I believe, with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Pretty pretty decent contract there. so first of all, I just want to start by just giving kudos to Carl for, for doing this. It's not easy to be the first at anything. Um, there's There's been plenty of players to come out as gay after their professional career is over. And I know we had Michael Sam, which a lot of people are bringing up. He came out a few years ago before the NFL draft. I believe this was when he was still in college. And um, if you don't remember his his draft stock dropped dramatically after being um, predicted to go far earlier in the draft um, based on this announcement, which is super unfortunate. And I don't know if he ever actually saw the field in any NFL snaps. I believe he he didn't. So I think that's why people are not including him in this conversation, um, being that, that Carl is on a current NFL roster. So it really is a big deal to see someone in the the heart of their career make the decision to publicly speak their truth. Um, Joy Taylor, who's on the herd, she had a great post about this, um, responding to the people who are saying, who cares? Why does he have to announce it? I've seen a lot of comments like that saying, 
why is he why is he saying this nobody cares and joy basically said to those people not everything is about you and i think people need to take a step back sometimes because it is always good to remember that not everything is about you and although i think we've made great progress really in my lifetime so much progress to support the lgbtq community um, not everyone is, is upset accepting of that yet and there's definitely a lot of you know just young boys sitting at home who are they're maybe questioning their sexuality or and they also just really really love football and up until now you didn't see anyone publicly at this high of a level let those kids know that like hey you can do both of those things you can be whoever you want to be and you can also play football um and so if you're one of the people who thinks who cares well that is who cares there are people that do care not everything is meant for you um Carl gave the stat that having one accepting adult decreases the risk of an LGBTQ kid attempting suicide by 40%. So what he's doing right now might be that one person for some kid out there who doesn't have that love and acceptance in their own circle. So it is a big deal. Uh, And since Carl's announcement, his jersey, I know at least that day and the following day, were the it was the top selling NFL jersey on Fanatics, which is just so awesome and shows how many people he has really impacted. I'm sure there were parents out there buying that jersey for their kid or, you know, someone just really excited to um, buy that jersey and feel connected to someone in the NFL. So shout out to Carl and his donation also to the Trevor Project. Really great hopefully more players will feel comfortable to be who they are because of him. I listened to Warren Moon, who is a Hall of Famer. He talked on um, Janae and Golick Jr. uh, radio show, but I listened to the podcast format. He went on there to talk about um, Carl and and how big he really felt this was. And, And he mentioned that you know, he had a lengthy career in the NFL and he knows for sure that he had many gay teammates over the years that he played. Um, I believe he was on the Texans at one point and he specifically mentioned knowing some some gay teammates that he had who, who obviously did not come out publicly during their career, uh, maybe because of, of fear of the you know, teammates of the fans, of the coaches, of the front office, not knowing what that would do to their career. Um, and he just mentioned how, how big it was for, for Carl to do this because over the years he said there's probably two to three gay players on every single roster in the NFL right now that just aren't speaking on it because they are afraid about what that might mean for their career and how people will treat them and how that will affect them. Um, and Carl really, really stepping up is probably going to inspire other players to to do the same and just feel, feel comfortable to be who they are. Uh, you can play football and be whoever you want to be. And I just think that's that's super great. Um, clearly, he's an awesome player and is in this great contract with the Raiders. Um, I, I want to make it clear, though, that this gives the Raiders absolutely no passes when they play the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns will be destroying the Raiders. So just, just want to make that totally clear. Go Browns forever. <laughs> um, okay, so that's all I wanted to say on that. Go Carl. Um, want to quickly get into one other 
deeper um, NFL controversy before I get into some lighter, fun NBA topics. So I want to quickly talk about Cole Beasley and just kind of this coming season with vaccines and the NFL. So I know this is kind of a a hot button topic for a lot of people. Um, It's been very heated and especially after the NFL Players Association kind of laid out the guidelines for both vaccinated and non-vaccinated players for the coming NFL season um, in that in so many words, players who are vaccinated have less limitations on who they can be around, social distancing, wearing a mask, and other rules. Um, Cole Beasley went on a pretty major social media rant in regards to not wanting to be vaccinated and saying that he refuses to live with these restrictions. Um, and here, here's what bothered me m- most about Cole's rant. I know there's a lot of people bothered that he's not getting vaccinated, um, but Here's the thing that confuses me about his rant. Nobody is forcing him to get the vaccine. The NFL is not kicking you out of the league if you choose to not get vaccinated. You can play every snap of every single game. Uh, you won't be you know, taken away. You, you can't play in this game because you're not vaccinated. You absolutely can play in every single game, uh, every single minute of every single game if you would like. Uh, what, the NFL doing, what the NFL is doing is making a a business decision here. So some people are saying the NFL cares about the health and safety of the players and that's why they're doing this. I don't necessarily even agree with that statement that that is the NFL's number one priority. I think the NFL has has proven in, in so many words over the years that health and safety is not their number one priority. I mean, we've been having for decades now conversations about CTE and, and brain damage and, and those things. So I don't think that is necessarily what they're doing. I think it is health and safety is a byproduct of this decision for the NFL. It will protect players um, if they do get the vaccine. However, the decision they are making here um, is definitely a business decision because they do not want to have to have COVID outbreaks all over these locker rooms um, and they want their season to run as smoothly as possible because they're trying to operate um, as a business like they used to before COVID. And if you're not vaccinated, you're significantly more likely to cause an outbreak in your locker room. Therefore, you do have to operate under these different circumstances of masking and social distancing. Um, And those are just kind of the facts of the virus and the vaccine. So Cole can do whatever he wants, but he certainly can, can't can just do whatever he wants without consequences. And I think that's what people get confused. Um, they kind of confuse this meaning of, of freedom. And having freedom doesn't mean you can just roam around the earth and do whatever you want to do. There are rules and regulations that we have in our society so that we can properly function. And Cole is just kind of picking and choosing in that way. So Cole can very much play for the Buffalo Bills and he is more than welcome to play in every single game and he could have the best season of his career and he could win MVP. But um, what Cole will have to do is wear a mask in certain situations, can't, you know, eat lunch with the rest of his teammates. And that's just, that's just the way it goes. And uh, his his logic was very contradictory because if he was pulled over for not wearing a, a seatbelt in the car, would he say it's my choice to do what I want? I've never been in a in a car accident before, so I don't think sh- I should have to wear a seatbelt. 
Probably not because seatbelts are just a preventative measure to protect you and, and others on the road. There are just, there are consequences for the choices you make in this life. And I, I'm not going to keep ranting about that, but I'm, I just want to, to make it clear that, you know, the NFL is just trying to have this season run in, in the best way possible. Um, but I am interested to see as we move into training camps and get closer to the season, what percentage of NFL players are vaccinated. Um, Kevin Stefanski, I know, has done commercials telling people to get vaccinated. So we certainly know what his message is to his players. He's mentioned numerous times that being vaccinated is a competitive advantage, which I think is a great way of framing it to his players. I am very curious to see where you know, we will be percentage-wise moving into the season. I believe he did confirm, though, recently that we have over 51 of the 90 players vaccinated a few weeks ago. So at least we're on the a bit of a higher side in comparison to other teams. Um, I think about half the teams were above 51 and half the teams were below 50 or lower. Um, so we'll see where we're at then. I think we'll be able to tell to who is based on, you know, mask wearing and, and whatnot. Okay, so that's all I have to say about that, kind of the two more intense societal topics of the episode. But I do want to quickly, I know I mentioned I have some NBA stuff, but I want to get into the um, NCAA bill. So the other day, the Supreme Court unanimously invalidated a portion of the NCAA's amateurism rules. And the court said the NCAA can no longer bar college colleges from providing athletes with education-related benefits such as free laptops or um, post-grad internships, things like that. Um, So this is great and obviously kind of just the first step in the process of basically proving that what the NCAA is doing is exploiting these athletes and is technically illegal. Um, I think I think things are going to start changing by the day in in different states and a lot of bills are going to be introduced in the coming months, years. Um, I don't have much to say on it yet because I don't think the bill, this specific bill changes a lot at the moment, but I know I've been invested in this topic since literally episode two of this podcast, I believe it was. So um, just kind of wanted to get into that. Okay, so NBA talk now. I personally have really enjoyed the NBA playoffs this year. I think I think that some people just want to be mad at the NBA no matter what. People have been mad for a long time about super teams in the NBA. This year, the super teams, for the most part, are out. Um, the Nets are out. The Lakers are out. People were most mad, I think, in general about those teams. And we have teams like the Bucks and the Suns, and, and now those people are screaming that the NBA is boring and the playoffs are boring, so you really can't win, but I have been enjoying them. I was at a bar the other night in Cleveland when the Nets lost, and the bar exploded. They were blasting All I Do Is Win, DJ Khaled, a classic post-win song, but it was just funny uh, that the bar really came together to see KD get taken down, see the Nets get taken down. It was it was pretty awesome. You can tell this city like holds grudges and I, I just respect, I respect that a lot. Um, but I think for the rest of the NBA playoffs, I am officially declaring myself a Suns fan for the remainder of the season. I think Devin Booker is so fun. His nose is a little messed up right now. Um, that picture is pretty wild. 
it's it's weird to see someone's nose even just slightly off it makes their face look completely different um but I love him and he's so talented so that is where I stand on that I think Chris Paul's supposed to be back for their next game even though he's been out for for a bit here which I'm still confused by because apparently he's vaccinated so I don't know why he had to be out so long I don't know I can't keep up with the protocols but um he'll be back so that is that's definitely good for them And the last NBA thing I wanted to get into here is obviously the Cavs lottery picks. So um, the Cavs got very lucky once again in the draft lottery, landed the third pick in the draft. There were some rumblings on social media before the lottery that the Cavs were looking to trade their pick for a veteran to speed up the rebuild, which I could not disagree with more if I tried So I really hope we just move forward with this pick. I think universally everyone feels that that Cade Cunningham is going to be the first pick overall in the NFL draft. I think after doing some some personal research, because I do not follow college basketball as deeply as I do um, college football, but um, after doing some research, I have decided that I would like the Cavs to draft Jalen Green with the third pick, who actually did not play in college and was one of those players who took that opportunity to play in the G League instead. Um, but I think he was like a number two recruit coming into what would have been college. So he was he was up there on the list. Um, but He appeared in 15 games in the G League, averaged 17.9 points on about 46% shooting um, to go along with 4.1 rebounds and 2.8 assists. He is um, an explosive finisher, as they say, who is going to be, you know, one of the most complete offensive players that we could get in this draft class, so... I am I'm really into everything that I've read about him. Some of the other people that have been thrown around as potential options are Evan Mobley, the center from USC. Um, I'm not personally set on drafting a center. Um, obviously, he's talented, but I just that's not the direction I'd like to go with this pick. Uh, the other option I've kind of heard a little bit is Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga, who's obviously had an incredible career there, but. I think what we do with p- this pick has a lot to do with how the front office is looking at the future of both Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. But I'd, I'd like I said, I'd personally like to use this pick to get Jalen Green. Um, and just in terms of the Cavs' future in general, obviously we've been struggling for a bit now ever since LeBron left. But I still feel positive for the future. I would really like us to get out of this Kevin Love contract who Kevin Love is now going to be playing on the Olympic team, which is just shocking after he wasn't able to really play for us at all this last year. Um, it's it's really hurting us to have that contract for someone who's not producing for us. So I'd like to find a way that we could get rid of that. Um, it might hurt us for a bit, but in the long run, we just we need to be done. Um, I am really looking forward to Isaac Okoro, seeing him grow next year. I thought he was really good for us this past season, and I think he's the person I'm most looking forward to seeing um, how he he develops coming into next year. Um, I'm not sure what kind of moves we're going to make here. Like I said, some rumblings of trading the pick for for a vet, which I just don't think we need to do. Um, But we'll see what happens. 
I'm just excited that we got lucky again in the in the lottery. It's it's a big deal when that happens, and this is a really good draft class from all perspectives. So I think it was it was great that we were able to to get up there a little bit higher than what we expected. Okay, so that is all I have for you guys today. Thank you for listening. Please share with a friend, share with family, coworkers, whoever you want. Um, leave a reviewer rating. That's always super nice too. I've been getting a couple more lately, so thanks for doing that. It, I just like reading it and I like seeing the number go up, so I really appreciate it. But um, like I said, I hope everyone is enjoying their summer. Just keep making the most of the time we have now post-COVID. I know that's what I'm doing, trying to make the most of life. So um, thanks for listening.